Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ian, as we get you set for this game. Jason, great to see you, man. Yeah, great to, thanks for having me. Yeah, great to be here. How's life? What are you up to these days? Life's good. Uh, living here in Edmonton, kind of coaching both my kids, and uh, it's uh, it's been a nice nice change for sure. All right, what kind of a coach are you? <laughs> well, I, try to, I try to be not too intense, but I try to try to keep it all in perspective and try to uh, tell them uh, just kind of, I don't know, I try, you try to keep it fun for them, right? You want to keep them coming back, you want to enjoy the game, so it's kind of it's tough though that your competitive nature comes out. You want to you want them to win, but uh, it's uh, you try to put things in respect for the kids for sure. How old are they? Uh, my son's eight and my daughter's eleven. Okay. Or, sorry, my son's uh, my son my son's eleven. My daughter's eight. Sorry. Okay, so yeah. they're old enough yeah. that they saw you play in the yeah. NHL oh, yeah, and know, sure. know what you did yeah. for a living. Yeah. yeah, and obviously the other moms and dads on the team. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, so they can they can give you extra heat then if the yeah, power now, play's not working. Now it's now 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 it's just coach. Uh, now now they think of me as the, the annoying coach, not not, <laughs> not not NHL guy. He's just an annoying coach for sure. <laughs> well, it's it's great to see see you back in Edmonton. You and I, uh, we we'd probably do a couple interviews a year when, yeah. when you were with yep. the the Washington Capitals. I, I always got the sense though you you really liked living in in Washington and also the whole sports scene there too. Yeah, Washington was a. Uh, it was it was great for my kids and growing up and just the history of the pole place and you know you got the uh, the capitals there obviously and you got so much history like we out Mount Vernon where George Washington used to live and just stuff the cool stuff for the kids to learn and take in and uh, you 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 couldn't write a script better now for the kids that grew up in Washington and New York and kind of stuff like that and chance of uh, things that they never would see normally it was was pretty cool to give them that and to grow up there and. It was uh, it was fun. Washington's a great place. We still still some really good friends we talked to, and uh, just you know, and uh, it was just a great place to play for sure. Well, a lot of your former teammates got to, got to lift the the Stanley Cup. They, they yeah, don't remind they, me. They, don't, they, they don't couldn't wait. Me. They couldn't wait don't for you. Don't remind <laughs> me. <laughs> they, they, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but I mean, you 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 were part of some great teams yeah. there, yeah. and you know the whole thing was like, ah, they'll never beat Pittsburgh. Yeah. They'll never beat Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, they beat Pittsburgh. Yeah, and they won the Stanley Cup. What what were your observations watching them do it last spring? Well, they just, they just had everyone going. I think uh, it was. Uh, I was really happy for them because you you, be, you spend a lot of time with them. You, you get to know these guys and. There wasn't a, uh, you know, you, there's a lot of people say, were you disappointed that you weren't? You know, I was disappointed. You, they, you weren't there for it. But like, I was so happy for those guys like Backy and Ovi and those guys. And you know, the only, the only thing I say, Ovi was so good in playoffs that, that year. And he just dominated. It was like, it was one of those things. That you, you see, like a, like a Connor McDavid could do that for you, or like in a playoffs they could lift you. Like it only takes one or two goals a game, and those guys are guys who could do it. And those guys, they played. It, it, it was a pretty dominating performance by them last year. It was pretty nice to see, and the, just the guys have been there, like Matt Niskanen and Orpi and all those guys who play with Hopi. It was, it, you get stories with Hopi to win a start in playoffs, and then he comes back and just dominates. It was, it was, it was really cool to see. I'm, I, I sent so many texts to those guys, and it was pretty, uh, it was pretty amazing to see. And you, you feel like you had a part of it. You feel like they, you know, maybe you had some kind of part of it, and they would, they, you know, they, they would think about me when they're lifting the cup for sure. Well, that's cool, <laughs> and I'm, I'm curious to get your your take on this because. You know, the Oilers are having a tough year, and it's like, well, do they have enough skill? You know, did they add too much beef and all that kind of stuff? And 
I always think, well, you kind of need both. I mean, yep. the, the knock yep. on the, the the knock on some of the Capitals teams, whether it was fair yep. enough, was that was when it got to the playoffs, yep. they they didn't engage enough. And, and I thought I thought last year, just from observing, they embraced both sides of it. The skill was still there, but maybe with Wilson leading the way and some other guys, they said, okay, you want to play a little nasty, we'll do it when we have to. Well, you look at their uh, even the role players, even from Chase on that played their like in. Uh, Smith Pelly and all those guys, Lars Eller, guys, these guys stepped up in the playoffs. These third, fourth line guys that were maybe like Burkowski scores some big goals, and um, you get all these guys that stepped up. And so you, you, you need both. You, for playoffs, the power plays go out the window. There's no, there's no, there's no power plays anymore. It's five and five hockey, so you got to find ice somewhere. And, and your big guns are getting shut down by their best deal. Usually, usually like you play, it's pretty tight. So you got to find goals from everywhere. And everyone stepped up. So now, now you got a whole team scoring. So now you got a whole team to worry about. So it takes, it, like you said, like you, you could beef up, you could get more speed, but like in playoffs, you, you need a good balance of both. And uh, you know, they, they, they just kind of ran into a perfect storm where everyone's clicking on right, right cylinders, and they have four lines going, six D that were really good, and then seven D could come in and play good too, and 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 then two good goalies. So it takes a lot of good luck good timing and good fortune for sure to make the playoffs but you gotta have everything clicking and i don't think you could add enough beef or skill when it comes to playoffs jason chimera joining us on the face-off show we have the oilers and panthers coming up at seven o'clock of course you uh, started your nhl career with the edmonton oilers so just uh, checking back on your yep. uh, exact draft spot fifth round 121st uh, overall uh, you know obviously for for you I, I know you played at edmonton where it was uh you know flirting with playoff spots and then usually yep. playing dallas yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you guys yeah. if you guys did get it it was yeah. it was pretty earlier yeah. pretty early in your career yeah. but what do you remember especially about being an albertan you know getting getting those uh seasons in as an oiler you know you always um i was from edmonton millwood's kid and he always grew up Hoping to play for Oilers, you never, you never think it would happen. And kind of like, you, you go to draft, you get drafted by Oilers, you're like, holy smokes! And you come, I always said, you come to the first training camp, and you got, you, you look up at the stands, you got, you got the banners, of, uh, and you got, and I think my first one on one, I, I told us many times, was against, was against Kevin Lowe. You're like, geez, you're like, what the hell? <laughs> you just swatted the puck, in. but it was, it was such a cool thing. And I, you know, you always have us. I always. I always uh, laugh and go, well, they're not doing And you always have a like, uh, special place in your heart for owners because you're always from the city. You always want to see them do well. The city deserves a good team, and I, I loved every minute of it. And I played with George Larocque most of the time when I was here. It was, it was great. He's a, he's a comedian. But back then, we had such good leaders. We had Jason Smith, Steve Stales, Ethan Moreau, Mike Greer, Tom Marchand. These guys you learn so much from, and you learn, like, how to be a pro and how to be a how to be a person off the ice, not just on the ice. You learn how to work away from the rink, and they taught me so much that are that are life lessons that you learn for you, you take with you for the rest of your life for sure. Well, so you talk about, about being a pro. Let, let's tie this all all together then, to, and because a couple of things plaguing the Oilers this year have been depth and consistency. Yep. Is that part of being a pro? Is learning where yeah. you fit in on the roster and making sure you bring it all the time. The, the tough the tough thing for me nowadays is 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 young guys willing to accept the role. So everyone comes in expecting ice time, and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking impartial to whatever. I'm not, uh, I, and I want the orders to do well, but everyone expects a role. So you get you get guys that maybe your young guys are going to put in a fourth line, but I, if I could tell a young guy, like if I could tell my young self, hey, you're going to play eight minutes a night in the NHL, would, do you want to take it? I go, absolutely, I'll take that damn job. Right? And I think it's I think it's a mindset. You gotta you gotta have 
people that are willing to accept roles. Maybe, okay, you come on a junior and you're you're a, you're an 80 point guy. Everyone's an 80 point guy, buddy, right? Everyone's an 80 point. So, and and teams, I think, again, in a hurry of of, of uh, bringing these kids up and and rushing them into NHL right away and, and whatever draft status or whatever their their second round pick and say, oh maybe, but. The AHL was such a good learning experience for me. Like I played three years in Hamilton, and those are the years you, you learn to live by yourself. You learn to cook by yourself. You, it, it never, it never happened before. As you're with Billets when you're playing junior, and those years I wouldn't trade for for anything. I think a lot of a lot of kids would benefit from that more, playing two years in, H, in the AHL or three years in the AHL to come up, and I guarantee you they'd be better pro. They'd be a guarantee. They'd be a hard worker, and, and not just give it to them. And people, I think young people, I think maybe as parents we we. We coddle them a little too much nowadays, and, and and like, and hey, well, maybe maybe you're not maybe not that good. Maybe you have to work for it. Maybe you have to be a third line guy to start off, a fourth line guy. But what's wrong with that? You're talking about the 700 people in NHL, so you gotta you gotta everyone's gonna be willing to accept the role. And I find the best teams, you get one through four on the same wavelength. On you got D or even or one through 15 or 16 what how many forwards you got on a team or then you got one through eight still and you got it's all it's all on an even keel and everyone's everyone's on the same page right from top on down so it's kind of um, that the whole thing willing to step a role is a big thing I think that that's kind of gone that's kind of gone by the wayside. So. Well, in the league with the, with salary cap and more yeah. and more teams, there's more and yeah. more younger guys in there, yeah, right? Absolutely. Too. So and it's interesting how this will continue to play out with yes. Seattle and the yeah, and, and 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 not not for, but it phased out the older guys, and that's and and I'm not saying I'm, I'm an older guy and I'm not bitter about not playing. I played a great career. I played 11 hard games, but like you phase out these older guys that are that are, are invaluable to the teams that teach these young guys how to play how to be a pro and how to be how to work off the ice how to show up on time how to show up on time for a bus or like all this stuff so it's kind of it all goes hand in hand with a lot of stuff so Jason Chimera joining us on the face-off show Oilers and Panthers uh, a couple more for you uh, Hitch you had him in Columbus yep uh, <laughs> your experiences with uh, with him as a coach you know what Hitch uh, we still keep in contact and I think uh, I I put it this he, he's the kind of guy who makes the uncomfortable comfortable which was which was good for him. and I think uh, but he was he was a kind of guy that uh, I think Brownie had him too and, and uh, but he was he would, he would push and push and push and push but at the end of the day he made you a better hockey player and anyway look you look back at the time with Hitch and, and where where I came when, when I was with Columbus I became a better hockey player with him and if you learn to kind of uh, um, learn the meaning behind what he's saying not just the on you on you on you but if you learn, really learn to hear his message hear his hear what he's saying and and take it to heart and it took my wife to tell me she goes maybe like yeah, i go jesus this guy's on me he's on me every day sarah's on me he's pulling me in his office every day one-on-one me he's, he's like Liz. and sarah my wife my wife sarah's like do you ever think he's trying to make you better and i'm like i was like that was like kind of an aha moment for us right. so i was like oh you know i never even thought of that way but he, he but he did he did make me a better player he made me more accountable offensively um and and quite frankly, I, I don't know if I would have played 1,100 games if it wasn't because of him, because he, he helped me that much. Uh, that's a great way yeah. to put it, about making the uncomfortable yeah. comfortable. Yeah. And, and that tied into another thing I wanted to ask you, too. Uh, I mean, you mentioned 1,100 games. I mean, you're obviously almost at 1,200 when you factor in the playoffs. 
Uh, I don't have to look up the team records to know you didn't win all of them. Yeah, and yeah. There were yeah. probably some bad nights, oh, sure. like the Oilers yeah. had had on yeah. the road trip. How yeah. did you, as an how did you as an athlete and as a teammate, deal with you know outright bad, bad games along the way? You know what I. When I was younger, it was harder to deal with. When I when you get in those ruts and you get, but when I was older, you learn just to reset it every night. You kind of you come to you come to the rink every day. The coach is to be mad, but you can't be mad. You got to bring you got to bring your energy. You got to bring excitement. You got to bring, and to me, it doesn't. You got to have fun. Like the game is fun. It, it it and not for one second did I ever not have fun playing the game. It was I I miss it like I miss it like crazy. And it's one of those games you. Where can you play in front of 17,000 people every night and just enjoy the game? And and now coaching the kids, you realize how fun the game is because you see the excitement of them. And I think you reset that every night, even if good, bad. If you play a great game, score two goals, you have to reset it again and come back and still come back to level. And you learn to kind of level off. And, and I think uh, you don't let one win become... You know, you, you let you don't they're, therefore you stack up wins instead of stack up losses. Because because if you if you're bringing that fun, bring that excitement, bring that joy level to the rink every day, those losses don't be some sometimes don't become two and then they don't they don't compound to two losses, three losses, four losses, five and then and then then those wins all of a sudden become then you then you win ten games in a row just because you're having fun. You just you and then goals happen because just just because you're having fun and enjoying the moment and. and uh, yeah, I think you learn to really kind of take it all in and just kind of reset every every night and not not get too high, not get too low. And I know it's a cliche, but I think it's very true. But well, I, I think that's a great point for yeah. sure. Jason, thanks for being so generous with your time. I know uh, you'll uh, you're going to take in the game tonight. Yeah. And I hope we can do this again. It's awesome Reed, to have you always, back. It's in always town. good to have you. I always I always made time for you, so it's, it's always good to have you yeah. on the show. Thank you so much. All that right. is Jason Shamara checking in. City Ford Faceoff Show. Oilers and Panthers at seven.